gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Hello and welcome to the Town Alone Podcast, podcast brought to you by The Wheel. I am your host, Adam Hess, and with me, as always, is Mike the Stink Regan. Mike, how are you doing today? Stinky, apparently. <laughs> doing fantastic. Do great. Fired up. Fired up for this weekend. Fired up for the Bills game. Just hey, been dial it back a little bit there, bud. Just been butt-chugging Rockstar all week, getting amped. When, when you need to butt-chug amp to get amped? True. Uh, I butt-chug that, too. But chug some five hour energies. Right now, yeah. if I said hundred dollars, if you can go find an amp, you think you're you earning can. that money? No, I think they're discontinued. They used to have a, uh, they used to have a vending machine full of amp at the ice skating <laughs> rink near where we grew up. And now the now the ice skating rink's out of business because they didn't get any money from their vending machine. <laughs> yeah, everyone. It, it's like when. People were like trying to choose HD DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Amp was like, "All right, you gotta pick one. It's either us or Monster." And everyone that went Amp really lost that one. Yeah, Amp to me was—I remember it as one of those energy drinks that did not have a zero sugar version, and it was just like 400 calories of pure sugar. Well, how else are you supposed to get energy? Garine and taurine and barine <laughs> and vitamin B. <laughs> There's a lot of B12 in those monsters. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, man. So much B12. It's like, it's like 50,000% of your daily content. So good. <laughs> That's where all the flavor comes from. It's that sweet <laughs> B12 flavor. Sweet, sweet B12. Not 11, not 13. B12. Yeah. You know where else you get B12? Where? Meat. Mmm. That's why you have no energy. Because you don't get any B12, you fucking vegan. <laughs> I have to take B12 pills. Wow. Yeah. It's the only supplement I take, B12. Did you also take fish oil? Nah, fish oil is bullshit, man. You can get omega-3s from tons of stuff. Like what? Mushrooms, peanuts, spinach, broccoli, lima Keep beans, going. lentils. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about iron? Do you have a little iron? I'm just kidding. We can stop this conversation. <laughs> peanut butter, baby. Peanut butter. <laughs> Full of Pe- iron. Peanut butter and spinach. Mm-hmm. Also, cooking on a cast iron pan. Seems dumb. Gets you a lot of iron. Ha, ha, ha. No, that's true. Like, <laughs> that's a shoot, like, bro? Yeah, you, you think, you don't really think of it, right? You're just like, oh, you gotta get iron in your system. And you're like, yeah, it's iron. It's a vitamin. It's just fucking iron. It's just like fucking, you look at FE on the periodic table. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing you're eating when you're eating iron. Oh, you're eating some fee. Yeah, you're eating some fee. Some fat. <laughs> That's not going to come through on Discord very well. <laughs> Anyways, this football podcast. Talk about football. Things that are related to football and, uh, you know, things adjacent to football. It's week 18, oh. Mike. Season's over for both our teams. Down, 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 down. Not true for me. <laughs> Before we get talking about week, week 18, I wanted to actually skip over week 18 and the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Wanted to do some off-season over-unders for you there. Oh. All right, so give me your over-unders, Mike. For all, you said you were leading the segment, so I have nothing written down. It's just fucking with you. So I wrote down five different over-unders. And for each of them, I'm just going to have you pick over-under. That's how over-unders work, if you didn't know. Okay. First off, coaching vacancies. 
Over under five and a half. Currently, we have Raiders, Panthers, and Chargers are the only coaching vacancies. All right. I think Smith Arthur Arthur Smith is going to get fired. Okay. I'm hearing the Eberflus is safe. Ooh, I'm still thinking the Bila, the Bill Belichick relationship is over with the uh, the happy ending guy, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. <laughs> is that offensive? Are you have to cut that? Why do I have to cut that? It's I don't know. Notable that he kept paying for tuggers at a massage parlor. Uh, I didn't know if happy ending had like a racial connotation. Now it does. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So now, now you get it. Anyway, uh, you said it over under five and a half. Yeah. I'm going to say under. We're going to get right. five. I'm going to write that in stone and then remind you, you idiot, that Ron Rivera getting uh-huh. fired. No. <laughs> Shit. I better hope either the Falcons are dumb or Kraft and Belichick go on a darkness retreat together. Yeah. Kraft and Belichick are going to go on a darkness retreat and then come back and accuse Jimmy Kimball of being an Epstein guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... There was something going around Twitter about Stephen Hawking being on the list, and the jokes were so fucked up that I saw. <laughs> well, definitely want to brush over that. <laughs> yes, please. Unlike, unlike Aaron Rodgers, we can't afford lawyers to fight Jimmy Kimmel. Um, True. Next up, number of interviews for Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Over under two and a half. Over. He's going to get three. Over, under, draft pick trades prior to draft day. Two and a half. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to say under. Under? Going zero? No draft pick trades? Uh, no, I, I think the Bears will make their move. And then I think one more in the top ten might might make a little shuffle ski, but that'll be it. Yeah, the question is, do... Does the number three pick, whoever gets it, take Marvin Harrison Jr., or do they trade out of the pick? That's kind of the the big one there. Yeah. Current QBs in the league to switch teams and be the day one starter on a new team. Over, under, three and a half. Oh, my. You got to consider your Kirky Qs. You got to consider your Russell, Hustle, and Bustle. People who don't watch football have no fucking idea who you're talking about right now. Although, here's a question. If you don't watch football, why are you listening to this podcast? Maybe they're they're football curious. Thinking about getting into it. We I think that's an option gateway. on Bumble now, isn't it? Yeah. You can mark your account where you only want to meet people who are football curious. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about liking football. <laughs> All right. So, those are two. What'd you put the over-under at, sir? Three and a half. Three and a half. They got to be day one starters. Yeah. A little Justin Fields for you. A little Baker Mayfield for you. He's staying put. Tampa Bay's going to talk themselves into Baker Mayfield. A little Josh Allen. Time for an upgrade for the Bills. Stop saying dumb things. <laughs> You're ignorant. Uh, I'll say under. I don't think there's more than three that that could happen with. I bet you if I yeah. went down the list and like looked at each team, I would be like, ah, fuck, I should hit the over. Yeah, because uh, here's here's a thought. What if Aaron Rodgers just never plays football again? That's true. I don't think it's happening because he's... Pittsburgh um, going to have a new day one starter. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is way too much of a narcissist to not play again. Well, uh, if he's embroiled in court battles, it'll be hard for him to make the time for it. 
Yeah. Pittsburgh's an interesting one now that you say that. I think they got their fill of Pickett. Oakland? Vegas? Jimmy, Jimmy G's come back. Yeah, you really feel confident in that? or No, but Oakland's a terribly run franchise, so they will. <laughs> Seattle? Uh, I don't know. Like, I just think you know, you're... Not gonna if you don't get like one of the top three or four, I don't know if you have a day one starter and then Carolina. Like and Seattle just gave Gino a contract after last year. Uh not Carolina. Will you stop? Will you stop? As Gorilla Monsoon would say. Well, if you don't like football, but you love wrestling, I'm glad you stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon reference. Pop someone out there. Uh, last one here, Mike. Over under 0.5 college coaches that get NFL head coaching jobs. You're basically just asking me if Jim Harbaugh is going to make the leap. Yeah, exactly. You're asking me. Uh, you know, he didn't sign that contract yet because it said he couldn't take any, any interviews in 2024. So I'm going to say over. I think, I think Harbaugh's out. I think it's been one too many investigations by the NCAA for him. It's getting too hot. The fuzz is all around him. He's getting out. Didn't he create Connor Stallion just to take this heat? I don't think he created him. Are you sure about that? You sure that's not just Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> no, I, I don't. But he also has investigations for like a couple recruiting violation situations now. What recruiting violation can there even be anymore? What, did uh, the, you go to someone and go, we're going to pay you? That's legal. No, there was uh, the first one had to do with him possibly talking to a recruit during the, there's like a recruiting dead period during the year. And allegedly he did that. It was funny because at first the rumor was that he bought this, he bought him a cheeseburger and that's what caused the violation. So that ran wild for a while, but that's not what it was. He fucked his mom. That's what it was. No, just kidding. <laughs> And that recruit, Connor Bedard. Did you fuck my mom, Jim? Did you fuck my fucking mom? <laughs> I don't know how. The only It's Always Sunny reference we ever make on this show is from the fucking Christmas episode. I was going to say over under, like per podcast, over under on Always Sunny references. But that yeah, we, we, get, we get like one in a week and it's always yeah. Charlie Day yelling at Santa. Yeah, well, that's because Zach Wilson is still in the league and we know what he likes to do. All right, Mike, before we start previewing week 18, I came to you on the day of your daughter's wedding with a request you couldn't refuse couldn't. to create the best possible playoff scenarios Ooh. for the AFC and NFC. Did you use ESPN's cool little playoff simulator? No, I didn't. I just oh, used I... this cool little playoff simulator. Okay, I did that so you can like pick... Like who you think will win the games, and like how to get there with the what you want, just to make sure my scenarios were plausible. Because you like specifically said that because you thought I'd be an idiot and come on the podcast and be like, "So I want Carolina to be the seventh seed." I mean, can you blame me for that, Mike? <laughs> no, I can't. So for this, uh, I just pulled up the the playoff simulator. I can't pick the teams I want in there. I have to like pick who wins each game to get there. Is yeah. that how this works? Yeah. 
Not so. worth the effort, but I, I know my thing works, so. Right. You want to start AFC or NFC? Let's go NFC. All right. Uh, I'll go first on the NFC. My NFC is super boring. I literally went chalk based off the seeding right now. I think we fucking nailed it, brother. I think we have the best possible playoff scenarios right now. First off, 7-2 matchup. Green Bay at Dallas. Mike McCarthy revenge game. Liking that. Liking that. Yeah. Uh, number two, the number six Los Angeles Rams at the number three Detroit Lions. The Jared Goff revenge game. We're in lock sync so far. And of course, the last one, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. First oh off, God. it would be hilarious if Tampa Bay eliminated Philly from the playoffs. Second, the last time Philly lost in the NFC playoffs, not the total playoffs because they lost the Super Bowl, but the last, the last playoff loss that Philly has was to Tampa Bay when Tom Brady was the quarterback. So yeah, we're in, uh, we're in lockstep agreement, brother, brother. It's also um, currently, that's what the playoff picture is in the NFC, by the way. Yeah, I, you know, I fiddled around. I was like, it's going, it's going. And a couple times I had Green Bay not getting in. I was like, eh. A couple times I had the Saints coming, getting in, but I was like, eh. And I definitely cannot handle the Falcons being in. <laughs> like, of the three NFC South teams, it while I've been poo-pooing them, because I'm like, all right, let's settle down, guys. Uh, Tampa Bay would definitely be the most fun one to actually watch another one of their games. And I was pulling up I was going through the, the, the annals of history real quick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I just wanted to check. You wanted to check the annals? Checking the annals. Okay. So, you know, it's really fun about the one interesting link I could find for Eagles Bucks uh-huh. is Baker can go up to Hertz and be like, hey, when I was at Oklahoma, I actually won the Heisman. <laughs> the fuck do you do, bud? Boomer sooner, baby. That's why that's why Jalen Hurst doesn't get to be in the Heisman House commercials. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Sorry, I was I was checking the time on stuff to see what teams could scoreboard watch potentially. Green Bay Chicago is a four o'clock game, so the Saints and Buccaneers cannot scoreboard watch because they both play in the early slate. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, what about AFC? You wanna start AFC or you want me to start? Oh yeah, I'll start AFC. Mm, fine. So obviously I got the Bills beating the Dolphins. They're going to get the two seed, and they're going to be going up against the number seven seed, Jacksonville Jaguars. A little rematch from the bullshit London game. <laughs> We're getting our win back. Then 3-6, uh, I got the third-seeded Chiefs hosting the six-seeded Miami Dolphins. So I think this, I think that would be like a fun matchup. There's not really an interesting thread connecting the two, uh, ex- except for the fact that it's like two people Two teams that the season would have been like, I think they could be contenders, but I don't know. And I don't feel confident saying that in a public forum. Uh, it's not really sure. And then my four or five would be Houston versus Cleveland. And I think here's the reason why I like this little scenario here. Because then round two, with the way I predict those games, we'd have Ravens at, playing the Browns. Ravens-Browns round three, Flacco coming back home. And then we would get, once again, for the bajillionth time, Bills-Chiefs, but this time Chiefs would be coming to Buffalo. Uh, first off, I had I have Dolphins-Jags as your 2-7 seed. That game's just kind of sacrificed, like, just for, for more important things. I needed it to be set up this way. So 
Sorry, guys. Jags, Dolphins, don't really care about that game. But because of that, we get the 6-3 matchup. Bills, Chiefs in the first yeah, round. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's your your rematch, your 13-second game again. Your Bills go into Arrowhead, and they got to win another one. Mm-hmm. And then the 5-4 matchup, Cleveland, Houston. Uh, first off, I think this Houston team can absolutely shred this Cleveland defense. Really? Yeah. With no think... tank? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, star, the straw that stirs the drink is Tank Dell. <laughs> With no tank, dude, we're getting a Dell. Wow. But the other thing is, this is also the Deshaun Watson trade game. Oh, yeah. Featuring no Deshaun Watson. See, I just, I wonder if he's going to go visit any of the massage parlors he went to in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, see, I have, like, I work so hard on a daily basis to just erase Deshaun Watson from my brain that I forgot that would be a, a little connecting line there for that matchup. So I think that's that's it, right? That that covers the the best possible outcomes for these. Yeah, I think so. Even the additional notes. Did you have like a super fun conference championship you were building to here? No, I mean, just it would end up Bills Baltimore in the East, and I think you know what you know what like NFC matchup I'd be really intrigued by. Like, I a real coin flip for me would be like Rams Detroit. That one I think would be the best game in the first round. Yeah, I think that'd be the best game in the first round. I think that then, like Rams Dallas would be super fun after that too. Let's just let's get the Rams as far in the playoffs as we can go. This Rams team is yeah. irrationally fun. Yeah, it was funny because at first I thought about setting it up to where it would be Rams versus Cowboys in the first round because there's a scenario where you can get there. Just because I thought it'd be funny because I thought the Rams could beat the Cowboys. <laughs> It'd be funny to see the Cowboy fans cry. Uh, but then I was like, oh, no way. You, you got to go Stafford, Goff. Yeah, got to go places. Stafford, Goff. And uh, the McCarthy revenge game. Both those are, are just good content. Yeah. All right, Mike. I think it's time that we start talking uh, talking some week 18 here. Talking baseball. Yeah. This podcast might be end up being a lot shorter. We might have to fill some time. <laughs> We're 20 minutes in somehow and on. I can vamp. Yeah. I got plenty of shit to vamp about. What are you going to talk right. about? All right. So first game up here. Well, actually not first game up. At the start of the season, we made the decision that is hopefully coming to an end in the darkest chapter in Townland history to follow the Atlanta Falcons for the season as the official team of talent alone. Going into week 18, their playoff hopes are still alive. Must win game. Falcons at Saints. Little NFC South matchup here. Current line, Saints minus three, over under 42 and a half. Heineke reportedly is going to start. Fun facts about this game, I guess. The Falcons are 5-10-0 against the spread. You know what's weird about that, Mike? What? There's been 16 games. That, uh, yeah. As After I said what, the math clicked in my brain. I was like, don't, wait, that's, that's 20. Don't know why they had a game that didn't have a spread on it, but they did. That's weird. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, boom, cramming in a, a vamp topic. I, are you? I love that week eighteen is all divisional. Are you a fan? Are you cramming this in in the middle of a different segment? Well, no. You Do said. It. You said. Not what about breakfast at Tiffany's? You said. Um, 
it's a divisional matchup between these two. So that just made it pop into my brain. How about this? How about how about this as a pitch? Mm-hmm. Make week seventeen all divisional. I get that you get the the height of week eighteen. Like some of these games, it's like winner go home must like on the line. Like you know, obviously we have the Sunday night football game with Bills Dolphins, but there's so many people resting their players now. Yeah, like Baltimore Pittsburgh. No one's watching that game. It's going to be on Saturday at three thirty. There's going to be no other game on at the time, and that's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Or Cleveland, Cincinnati, where Cleveland is resting Joe Flacco. Once again, really? Cleveland is resting Joe Flacco to have him ready for the playoffs. He's somehow still going to throw an interception. So, I don't know. It, it feels like some of the teeth has been taken out of it. I like all divisional weeks. Maybe we do like week one all divisional from now on or something. You might be onto something with the week 17 also being all yeah. divisional. That's probably better. Speaking of that, I'm going to put a vote up in our Dynasty League to wrap it up with week 17. I don't think you need to put a vote up. You can just make that decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But back to the Falcons. Falcons have hit the under 12 times. And that one, that one was actually 12 out of 16 games, not 12 out of 15. The Saints, Mike, Falcons. A remarkable 5-10 and 0 against the spread. The Saints, 5-10 and 1. Hmm. Neither one of these teams can cover a fucking spread. Yeah. I also love this. When I was looking into this, I, I, I didn't really like do in-depth research on the Saints the last time that the Falcons played them, I guess, but I totally missed this. This Saints team has got to be the most inconsistent team in football this year. Yeah. Here... Are their overall PFF grades starting at week one? So week one, 74.5, 77, 61, 62, 83, 59, 61, 80, 78, 66, 59, 58, 82, 71, 58, 72. They, they, they can't string three weeks together where they have an above average PFF grade as a team. I feel like you could say the same thing about the Bucks and the Falcons in like the first half of the season, not the Panthers, <laughs> um, but like most of that division, the other three people who are contending for the illustrious NFC South title this week, they've all just like can't string a good game together. Yeah. And it's, it feels like somehow all three of those teams that they, they have, like when their best unit is on, it's like, wow, this is one of the best units in the team or in the league. What, like, but it just ends up being inconsistent. Like, the Falcons' defense is, like, the best run defense in the league. Except sometimes it's just not. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Saints' pass defense is like, this is such an elite unit, except sometimes it's not. <laughs> I don't know, man. Not, not into this game, you know? But this game's mm-hmm. very important to me. We'll get to that in a minute, but this game is very important to me. Okay. You got any, you got any notes, any thoughts, Mike? No. I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, looking forward to picking a different team next season. And who do, you, who do you think we'll pick? Not the Falcons. I can tell you that. Chargers? Is that a good one to throw out there? Uh, no, it's Why? not. Because you don't want to root for an AFC team? No, I can root for an AFC team. It's not one of the AFC Except East teams. Point. Or the Chiefs. Or the Jaguars. <laughs> I uh, 
I think the Saints might be the team I've probably watched the least of this year. Oh, that's a good question. They just scream boring to me. What is the team I have watched the least of this year? Saints are such a good pick for that. Yeah. Like, every other team is so... Has something. Like, what are you even watching the Saints for? Chris Olave? Is that it? Taysom Hill? Rashid Shahid? Not an inspiring list of people. Not an inspiring list. It probably doesn't help that they have like the most like meh, quarterback in Derek Carr. Yeah. Like I, I don't I'm not excited to watch Derek Carr play quarterback. Yeah. I, I get I get that part of the reason that football is an entertainment property is because all of us tune in every week invested in wins and losses. Like it's not like wrestling where you just show up and you're like, I'd be entertained regardless, and I would like if X person wins. Like you're invested in who wins and loses each week. I was waiting for you to make some impassioned case about how every time CM Punk loses, it's a detriment to the business or something. Oh, no. Um, I was was having my next point populated in my brain. (laughs) But this Saints team would be so much more watchable if they just put in Jameis. Like, you put butts in seats if you had Jameis Winston slinging the ball around. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's something about organizations that, like, this team looks like they went into the offseason. They're like, I want to build a team. That will go nine and eight or eight and nine. <laughs> it feels like that's what they did, and those teams also come across boring. It also feels like the Giants did that, but at least the Giants completely fell on their face. That made it a lot more fun. Yeah, it turned into a dumpster fire you couldn't look away from. All right, Mike. I part of our our Thursday ritual on this podcast is that we create a same game parlay based around the Falcons game. I'll go ahead and give mine first because Mike is making his right now. No, I'm pulling up the screenshot of it I took. Sure you are. We all believe you. Screenshot. So, first and foremost, that just looks like you have FanDuel open. First and foremost. I thought you were going to say OnlyFans. I like how I started with the word fan. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, OnlyFans? No. Why do you is say that? Gonna, is this thing I going to say fan comma only? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I just, I like, I'm just betting unders in this game, man. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I took New Orleans Saints money line. I just think that they end up winning this game straight up. Under 42 and a half points, still on the just bet unders train. Bijan Robinson under 58 and a half total rushing yards. Bijan Robinson under three and a half receptions. It's Taylor Heineke. Come on. And Taylor Heineke under 0.5 passing touchdowns. That brings you to a total of plus 1,091. That might be my first same game parlay we've done that's over 1,000. That is. That is your highest ever. I think it is just your highest parlay made ever since yeah. you started betting. Yeah. Except for when we used to get drunk and try to pick every single spread. Oh, yeah. Uh, good at that. No. It's surprisingly harder than you think to pick 16 correct spreads. While drunk. <laughs> While drunk. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of went the same route as you i also went very anti-falcons because i don't know they just pissed me off (laughs) um throughout the season so i went saints minus three even though they don't cover spreads very often i went falcons under 19 and a half total points i went kyle pitts under 36 and a half receiving yards because he's kyle pitts and they never throw to him and then i I went speak of the devil what a little raheed shaheed over 36 and a half yards 
feeling the Shahid this weekend. And lastly, I took Derek Carr over one and a half touchdowns. Final odds is plus 1,218. Yeah, you still beat me in the odds department there. Mm-hmm. I do love that you you mentioned you were like, well, I know that the Saints don't cover spreads much, but I took them. Neither do the Falcons. Like, one of these teams does True. have to cover the spread this week. They're both That's five. Right. They're both five and ten on it. One of them has to cover the spread. One of them will improve to six and ten. Yeah, unless they get rid of the spread like they did that one week. I was gonna say, what if it's a tie? But then the Falcons would. Yeah, be an idiot. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, that's hopefully. Hopefully that's the last same game parlay we do for the Falcons. Yep. Arthur Smith's safe. You said that earlier in the podcast, right? You think so? I think he's out. You think he's out? That's what, like kind of the other reason why I went very anti-Falcons. So I think a bad like this could be a the very bad performance that finally puts the nail in his coffin. I got a a random thing that just popped up. Wanted to get your temperature on. Okay. Uh, Pro Bowl snubs. Pro Bowl picks are officially out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think you can guess. Let me let me get this first. Can you guess the quarterbacks that are making the Pro Bowl right now? In the AFC, I'm going to say Tua, Lamar. Ugh, and like Mahomes, just because of the name value. So you say no Josh Allen? Yeah. And no. Okay, so your AFC were were Tua. Lamar Mahomes, you said? Yeah. How many go? Three. Three. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, what about NFC? Who's who who do you think made it in the NFC? I'm gonna go a little Daxky, a little of the Purdy, and probably forgetting something, but I'll say Hurts. Uh, yeah, you forgot Stafford. But uh besides oh, yeah. that, you went five for six. Good job. Who did I get wrong? Stafford. You said Hurts. Oh, uh, okay. It's uh the Purdy Prescott Stafford. Um are you uh are you personally upset that Josh Allen didn't make it? Uh no, because I'm not surprised because people are they're hung up on people are constantly hung up on the turnover total and Patrick Mahomes has State Farm commercials in a stupid voice. So yeah. just sounding like Kermit the Frog is not a stupid voice. How dare you? You know, I mean Mahomes is eighth in EPA, Josh is fourth, but we can ignore that. I'm starting to feel like Mike's a little salty about this, you know? No, I like how you're like, just... oh, all these internet voters voting, not voting based off of EPA per play for the fucking Pro Bowl. Well, yeah, these are people who don't, they watch like one game a week and they're like, oh, I, Patrick Mahomes, they just recognize his name. They're like, he's supposed to be good. I don't know what, I have no idea what kind of voice that was. Why is Michael Caine upset about this? <laughs> I failed you for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Sorry, I failed you, Josh. You, you cannot do a Michael Caine without him crying. I failed you. How about, I, how about, about uh, I can do a Michael Caine without crying. Let's hear it. it sounds like this. <laughs> My name's Michael Caine. My favorite team's the Jaguars. <laughs> why does, why does your, your Michael Caine sound so much like uh, the kid from that Dickens book? <laughs> how does someone sound like someone from a, a book? Okay. What what does your grit sound like in the Game of Thrones books, Mike? I don't know. Would it be what does your grit sound like in the Game of Thrones show? It's the one that says you know nothing, Jon Snow. 
You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> Somehow you made her Swedish. Jon Snow, you know nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Never, never seen it. Just another quote from you. You know Boban Marjanovic is in another movie? Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's in a, he's in a Hulu movie. I don't know. It's, uh, someone sent me the trailer today. It'd be amazing if you were like, yeah, he's in the... Trying to think of like an a modern day auteur, Wes not Anderson. Scorsese. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really good. But he somehow, kind of looks, like, looks like a guy that'd be in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I was gonna say somehow that fits because he's such a very, we'll say, unique looking human being that Wes Anderson would be like, oh, I'm gonna put him in a really tiny doorway, <laughs> and I'm gonna shoot far away. <laughs> Wes, what is this supposed to mean? It's supposed to mean that he looks small. Look at how small he looks when we shoot far away and he's in a tiny doorway. And then Jason Schwartzman will walk in and say something very dry. <laughs> then we'll cut to Owen Wilson on a unicycle. It sounds like we're an AI writing a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Brandon Ayuk getting snubbed? No, he kind of fell off. Not fell off, but... Like, as Debo got super hot, obviously McCaffrey was McCaffrey all season. I feel like Ayuk would kind of be up and down on his big games. Um, what if I told you three players from the 49ers made the Pro Bowl? Can you guess the three players? Well, obviously Purdy. You purred? And obviously McCaffrey. Is it offense or defense? Oh, no. Is it Trent Williams? Ooh. Oh, it is Trent uh, Williams. Why this this thing listed it wrong? How many fucking nine? Nine, nine? 49ers made this? Oh my god! All right, uh, start naming the whole offensive line. <laughs> I was Can you guess which one of their fullbacks made the Pro Bowl oh, team? It was uh, it was Uzcheck, right? Yeah. yeah, he's like the highest paid fullback in the league, brother. Your boy Sammy L. Porta made it. Maybe best tight end in the league. Yeah. Ah, Jesse Bates made it. Let's fucking go. Sorry, you know, I'm just re- I'm just reading the Pro Bowl roster now. This actually <laughs> should have. This actually probably should have been a topic we could have done. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was getting released. Uh, yeah. Should have. We should just upload this podcast to YouTube with live reaction to Pro Bowl review. Yeah, you know what's funny is I almost said kettle, kettle, kettle. <laughs> 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 on the kettle, kettle. At first, when you only said there was three of them, I was gonna say kittle, even though he has not had a Pro Bowl year, in my opinion. Because once again, people were like, oh yeah, Kittle. I know that name. He's really, he's good. Name There's... two NFC tight ends who have had a better year than Kettle. Uh, Sam Laporta. Right off okay. the bat. And <laughs> tight end's a dumb position. <laughs> You're a dumb position. Uh, Noah Fant. Probably not. <laughs> no. Ooh. Uh, that that rookie in in Dallas. Oh yeah, what the fuck's his name? Ferguson. Yeah, Jake Ferguson. Um. Okay, so Sam Laporta, eighty-one receptions, eight hundred and sixty yards, nine touchdowns. Kittle, sixty-five receptions, one thousand and twenty yards, six touchdowns. How many first downs though? I bet you Laporta has more. He's a first down machine. <laughs> uh, Laporta one first down. That's not true. No. I'm- I just Googled them. I, I didn't even pull up their football reference or anything. Oh, okay. We'll never know how many first downs. My stepmom hates George Kittle. Is it because of stupid hair? It's because of the hair. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I fucking nailed it. Do, do I know your stepmom or what? 
Have you met my stepmom? Once. Oh, okay. That's good. Glad to hear. Are you guys friends? No, she, I had sent her a, a MySpace friend request. She never got back to me. Mm. Brutal. Brutal. I was going to put her in my top eight, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I going to put her in that little phone thing where you can have nine friends with a limited call into them. Yeah. We're getting old. You ever realize that? Every day, brother. First thing I think about when I wake up. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll move on here in a second because I don't know how much fun this is for anyone. But one, two, two players from the Bills made the Pro Bowl. I mean, Diggs somehow get in because people know who he is? No. Okay. Uh, I'll say James Cook. Yep. James Cook. And I'll say, is it defense? It is offense. Another offensive player, eh? Another offensive player, eh? Uh, like Dalton Kincaid make it as a rookie? No. You think he's going to beat out Travis Kelsey, Mike? No. Um, trying, to, trying to get some kind of reaction out of you with that one. Sorry. I don't know. Like, so it would be someone on our line then. Uh, who is it? You're not even going to th- wager a guess. Who's your best offensive lineman? Is it Spencer Brown? Deion Dawkins. Deion, oh, the big snow. He was my, my next guess. Um, with the power of editing, he could have been your first guess. Um, I'm going to say Deion Dawkins is my first guess. Uh, oh, just so you know, because you're Laporta slander, he had 45 first downs this year. Bumass Kittle had 42. So you tell Kittle me who's also, better. Kittle also had 200 more yards. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> also, can, can you guess the uh, the commanders who made the Pro Bowl? Oh, Emmanuel Forbes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I don't care about Pro Bowl discourse at all, uh, like at all. If Mando Forbes made it, I would personally be offended by that. I'm going to say, can you tell me what side of the ball? No, that'd be giving it away. I'll say Skirter. Nope. No Skirter? No Skirter. No Skirter. How about Jonathan Allen? Nope. You traded Young, you traded Sweat. I don't know. Who, who is it? No one. Oh, I thought you said there was one. You I... bastard. Fucking got him. Don't worry, because after, like, all the players who made the playoffs opt out because they want to, you know, go rest up after the season, I'm sure someone from the commies will get in there. Can we get Drake May in there? Uh, who knows? Maybe you maybe get Sam Howell in there. I mean, Mac Jones made it. <laughs> Pro Bowl backup Mac Jones? Has Zach Apex... Wilson ever made a Pro Bowl team? No. Would that Apex be funnier Mountain. than Do you see that Robert Sala quote? Robert no, Sala quote? Where he said... Su- last names today. <laughs> I work with a guy named Sala. I think that's why I said that. It was something along the lines of, like, wherever Zach Wilson's playing football next year, he's going to do great. And I was like, what? What? Did you- oh, so you just tuned out and didn't watch the offense when they were on the field, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Like, What? I also love the subtext there just being like, well, it sure as shit's not going to be in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Week 18. Only a few games matter, but we're here to tell you which ones they are with our games of the week. I'll start this one off because I have a lot of intrigue in mine. Yeah. So my game of the week, the best game, the most important game, the most impactful game, the must-watch game of week 18, mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. The team that we have spent, what, the last 10 weeks talking shit about as we covered them twice a week? Yeah. 
Now, must watch TV. So I'll put a huge caveat to start this. This game matters, assuming both New England loses to New York and Washington loses to Dallas. After record, Mike, do you know what the first tiebreaker is for the draft? Strength of schedule. It is reverse strength of schedule. Oh. So the team that had the easier strength of schedule gets the higher draft pick. Right. So right now, the hotly contested number two overall pick, the Drake May sweepstakes, has come down to Cardinals, Patriots, Commanders. Commanders have the inside path. Patriots, very close second. Cardinals, distant third. Hard for the Cardinals to get that pick. A lot has to go right for them. But if both New England and Washington lose, the games that matter to affect this are Baltimore-Pittsburgh, Houston-Indy, Chicago-Green Bay, and Atlanta-New Orleans. Of those, the only game that both the Patriots and Commanders have played a team, but not the same team, is Atlanta-New Orleans. The Commanders played the Saints. Or I'm sorry, the Commanders played the Falcons, and the uh, uh, Patriots played the Saints. So for this, the way that the rooting interest goes here, if you're a Patriots fan, you want the Falcons to win because that makes your strength of schedule easier, gives you a better chance at the draft pick. If you're a Commanders fan, you want the Saints to, or, geez, see, this is so hard to keep track of. You want the Saints to win because then it makes your strength of schedule easier. So with all that explained, I have to implore the Falcons for a second. I have a personal message. Falcons, I have dedicated a lot of time to you. I've lauded your great players, now pro bowler Jesse Bates, Chris Lindstrom, David Onyemata, Calais Campbell, Drake London. And I've been very honest with you about your bad players. Taylor Heineke, end of list. Arthur Smith. I also don't really like fantasy football. I play it out of a sense of obligation to a lot of my friend groups. I play it because I like to text my buddies, and some of them really care about fantasy football. I play it because I like sending people weird gifts when they win our redraft league. But I'm not really a fan of fantasy football. You and I, brother, we're on the same page. You hate fantasy football. I don't really like fantasy football. I, and I've been, I've been there for you, Arthur. I've watched your games, you know. I've talked about how you, you stand weird. You know, that's something that we had together. So I need you guys to do me a solid here and drop this game. I know that it's a must win if you want to make the playoffs, but some other things have to go right anyways. It's probably not happening. All I'm asking is that you don't score more than 10 points. Seems easy enough. Seems like something you've done in the past. Many times. Not to mention Taylor Heineke. Rooted for you for two seasons. I was one of the people watching live on my phone in a closet because I was so anxious about it when you were coming back against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that first half. I was was there live. I've been a fan. So I just need you guys to do me a solid this one time. Thank you. Do I hear something wild about the Falcons? Yeah. Uh, Messed around looking at some, some statistics. According to this website and their target distribution, they are the team that targets their tight ends the most. <laughs> at 34%. That is, I don't, 
outrageous. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, right? Like, how did John U. Smith not make the Pro Bowl? <laughs> I don't get it. That is fucking hilarious to me. Um, they, tar- anyway. they target their tight ends 34% of the time, and yet somehow it's like 1% of the time that it's Pitts. Yeah. That is crazy. Uh, anyway. So this is all your whole, this is going to confuse. You said it was going to confuse me and it did. It lost me. at one point. <laughs> Here's what you need to know. Right, if, if you want, if you want good things for the Patriots, you're rooting for the Falcons. If you want good right. things for the commanders, you're rooting for the saints. Right. And that's, you're at a good spot since these teams are like, the saints are a better team and they're playing to get in the playoffs. So, Oh God, but they're both so inconsistent. I'm so, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a wreck during this game. I'm going to be so nervous. Now, the thing you have to worry about is that Heineke is starting for the Falcons. And I'm sure word's been getting back to him about your hatred for him. (laughs) And he's like, I can't believe it. I played for his team. I almost won that playoff game against the Bucks that one year. How could he do me like this? Listen, Taylor, competitive in the first half, not even close to almost winning. No, he ran that touchdown late. That was in the first half. Late in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pulling for it. You know what another interesting aspect of this is? What's that? I just wanted to swang out there. Is right now the Saints are at 13, the Falcons are at 9. You have to think, like, maybe not the Saints, but if you're the Falcons, like, a higher pick helps you if you're trying to make a deal with Chicago to go get Caleb Williams. Or if you just want to draft Romeo Duze, add another top 10 pick to that offense. They're going to draft Brock Bowers. Oh, they're gonna, yes. They're going to trade up to like five and do it. Fuck yeah. Let's do that. You know what, Atlanta? You keep an Arthur Smith around? Draft Brock Bowers. You know who the perfect tight end to pair with Kyle Pitts is? Is just another Kyle Pitts. Except who's going to be stopping your who's going to stop your <laughs> offense when you have Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algiers, Kyle Pitts, Brock Bowers, Desmond Ritter. Who's stopping that offense? <laughs> what is that? That's uh the that's 13 personnel, right? Oh, I, two tight ends? I, I, I didn't I didn't say Janu Smith in that, but yeah, if if you brought out Janu Smith, oh my god, they would lead the league in 13 personnel. They would run everything out of 13 personnel. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that's probably what they should do. And fucking run the ball. Like crazy ass schemes and run the ball all the time. Trade Drake London. Because <laughs> you're not going to use them. Don't even have a quarterback. Direct like, snap. Arthur Smith pulled a Staley. Remember after like Staley his first season, he was all like, I'm going for it. I'm crazy. I'm analytic driven. And then sometimes it didn't work. So he like self-scouted and kept like not going for it when he should have. I think like Arthur Smith did that this year with his run game. I feel like, I feel like those two guys are on opposite ends of the spectrum in this one particular thing where like Staley seems like he's online too much and it got to him. Like he sees all the criticism. He sees all the tweets. Like I think that Staley spent too much time online, but on the other end of the spectrum, like Arthur Smith is not aware of the internet yet. Like, he hasn't learned that there's all this data available. He just shows up and he's like, what year is it? 1979, right? Yeah, he does it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's also a goofy-looking motherfucker. He is a goofy-looking motherfucker. Not, you know, not that I have anything wrong with that, Arthur Smith. I think you're goofy in a very handsome and attractive way. Please lose the game. 
Yes, please do. Because I want good things for the commies. Oh, my God. It's going to be so heartbreaking when the commanders lose. It looks like they've secured the number two pick, and then everything else ticks wrong. And by reverse strength of schedule, the Patriots sneak away with the uh, the number two pick. Yeah. What if... Oh, I was going to say, it's like, it's a double. It's like a, it's a two banger for me. Cause one, one of those classic two bangers. Yeah. I, I brute for the commies cause you're my best friend (laughs) and I hate the Patriots. (laughs) So like this, this could make me smile in two ways. Yeah. Think about it. The Patriots stay where they are. You just have to deal with Bailey Zappi throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. If you're, which is like putting a toddler in a Ferrari and telling them to go drive it. If Bill Belichick is still there going into the draft, they're not taking Marvin Harrison Jr. If Bill, Bill Belichick will be at number two going into the draft, and they'll take a defensive tackle. Like I, I feel like if they're at three and Belichick's there, he's taking like Olu or oh, Joe yeah. Alt, definitely. Yeah. Or Cole Strange again. <laughs> His brother Dick Strange. <laughs> That one, that one wouldn't look great when you get on those official government forms and it's last name <laughs> than first name. He stole my neck joke. Strange, comma, dick. That's a, Strange, comma, dick. It's definitely no one a here. Bart, Bart Simpson calling most Sizzlack joke that had to have happened yeah. at some point, right? Yeah. All right, Mike, my, just... my score... What? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My score prediction for this one is uh, Saints 14 to 9. Saints yeah. cover? Falcons do me a solid? All works out in the end. My oddly specific prediction, I think five different players throw a pass in this game. Five different players? Yep. You got Derek, you got Taysom, mm-hmm. you got Heineke. Mm-hmm. You think a little Algier, or maybe a little Drake London, a little Drake, Drake London, yeah. Or maybe London. like Cordero Patterson. Oh, that's a good one, Cordero yeah. Patterson. And then when inevitably Heineke throws two picks and gets benched, Desmond Ritter. There's your five. Desmond Ritter goes in. There you yeah. go. There you or go. if a team gets absolutely blown out of the water. In their backup, but yeah. You want to give me your game of the week there, Mike Ski? Yeah, so I obviously went, uh, you went weird, so I went obvious. Bills at Dolphins, Sunday night football, all the mabbles on the line. Dun, Who's going to win the division? I posted in the picture. <laughs> I posted that picture in the Google Doc, kind of showing the things. Obviously, Bills win their two. Bills win, and we just need one of either Jacksonville or. Um, Bills lose, you mean? Yeah, Bills lose. We need either Jacksonville or Pittsburgh to lose. And then what are we, the six, I think? Um, if one of them loses and the Bills lose, you're the seven. If the Bills lose and both of them lose, you're the six. Okay, that's how it works out. Uh, it would suck to be the seven, then we'd have to do fucking Miami round three. Just and like last Baltimore. year, <laughs> and then Baltimore. So that would not be ideal. Last time we played, we uh, we kicked love and shit out of them. The big difference was that was also the game when literally all of our Pro Bowl caliber defensive players turned into sand and just started getting destroyed like a sandcastle by a wave. That that metaphor really took a long time. <laughs> um, you had to establish they were sand, and then yeah. also make an allusion to sand. <laughs> Because, see, I said they turned into sand, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. Quick, Michael, metaphor for how sand gets beat up quickly. 
so Michael, uh, Micah Hyde's also questionable, but what's new? He's unquestionable every week. Miami's without without Bradley Chubb. So that's think, pretty big. Is there any chance that Bradley Chubb's back in time? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Waddle's questionable. Mostert's questionable. They're always questionable. Yeah. Uh, Howard's doubtful. And then Ramsey's probable, but I don't care because Josh is going to cook Ramsey all day. Yeah, Ramsey, Ramsey hasn't been quite as good as I wanted him to be. Um, oh, yeah. They also, not only have they lost Bradley Chubb, but earlier in the year, they lost Jalen Phillips. So their best pass rusher now is Van Ginkle. The gink. The gink. The stinky ginky. I was going to say the kinky ginky. So we were both going Ooh. the same direction there. I like that one better. The kinky ginky. Um, yeah, you know, I, I could have went down and I could have tore this matchup apart, wrote down stats and stats and stats. I don't need to. Josh Allen has an aquarium in his house because he owns the fucking fish. All right. Yeah. 12 and 2 yeah. since 2018 against the Dolphins. Now you going into big games, I try not to get super cocky. Like we were playing the, even we were playing the Chiefs. That going to that game, I was more like tempered. I was like, oh, you know, like Chiefs red zone offense isn't great. We have a solid red zone defense. Like I'm actually feeling pretty good about this one. I don't get overly cocky. I get overly cocky against the Dolphins because sometimes you guys got to take a team and you got to tell them straight up Kendrick Lamar style, <laughs> sit down, be humble. And that's what's going to happen this Sunday. Well, um, obviously. Oh, sorry. Last thing was obviously because of the way the schedule fell, we're going to know if we're in like deep shit situation, like beat the Dolphins or you're out by the time the game kicks off. Yeah. Luckily, this one matters regardless because it's for mm-hmm. the two seed, no matter what. First off, I have a question for you. Tyree kills house caught on fire. Is this an omen? Is it an omen for the Dolphins? Is it an omen for the Bills? Who is this the worst news for? Um, I'm going to say it's an omen for Tyreek Hill's financial situation because I think he set it on fire himself for the insurance money. <laughs> Actually, according to reports, even more ridiculous, it was a child with a lighter. <laughs> it was his child, wasn't it? Please tell me it was I, his child. I kind of hope it wasn't. I kind of it was just some <laughs> random kid with a lighter was like, I'm going to fucking set Tyreek Hill's house on fire. I hope it was his child. And he just, one day he was like, I'm burning this motherfucker down. <laughs> it was basically like the, the one dude from office space with the stapler. And he's always like under his oh. breath. Like, I, I, could, I could set the building on fire. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking you were talking about when they smashed the faxing machine. Yeah. Other thing for you, Mike. If Josh Allen scores 14 touchdowns on Sunday, he can tie the single-season rushing plus passing touchdown record. Only needs 14. Only needs 14. Well, he, he tied uh, he tied Jalen last week, I believe, for most rushing touchdowns by a QB in a single season. Um, either that or he might be one ahead now. I can't remember. But... I'm trying Jalen Hurts? To... Yeah. Who did I say? You said Jalen. Yeah, not Waddle. I, I didn't know if you were talking about Jalen Rose. <laughs> no, I was talking about former Michigan legend Jalen Rose. Fab Five, baby. Fab, Fab five. five. Football, right? Yeah, football. He's a football player? Um, I, if, if there's no Mostert, I mean, I guess we'd have to worry about A-Chan, worry about Tyreek Hill, I guess. But we play like a super safe defense. Part of it is Tyreek Hill, Hill's fault. Like, just don't let him get behind us with open space and go flying down the field. 
play the safe defense. We'll bring the safeties down. Just try to stop him from getting 30 yards per catch. They also shouldn't be able to put any pressure on Josh Allen now that the kinky ginky is their only competent pass rusher. Yeah. And on the flip they're, side of things, their defense is so fucking hurt, man. Yeah, it's just funny. It's kind of two defenses that it's like on paper, like, oh shit, they're missing a lot of people. Uh, the upside is, I think the Bills have been missing people for longer, so they may have acclimated yeah. a little bit more. I, I was looking at this last week, not this week, but last week. The Bills' defensive EPA per play has like really ticked up in the last few weeks because exactly they figured out how to play without all their guys. Yeah, it finally that it all made sense. In my opinion, the best way to fix the defense is just to not hire Matt Patricia as the defensive coordinator. That's that. That is high in the list of the best ways. Yeah. It's like, number one, have an all-time good pass rusher like Cleveland. Number two, don't hire Matt Patricia. I would say those are, those are the top two rules for having a good defense. Yeah. Uh, I lost my next point. How unfortunate. Uh, oh. You have to keep scoring prediction. I will. One second. Uh, Rasul Douglas. been playing great. I, I have to mention that every week because I've been really proud of him. Christian Benford, the former seven, sixth or seventh round pick, also playing really good. So... I'm not scared of the Dolphins. I don't care if we're going into their barn. Um, score prediction? Yep. That's part of this. You got to do it, no matter what you think. 13, or I'm sorry, 31. <laughs> Dyslexic all of a sudden. 31 to 17 Buffalo. Um, 31, 10 going into the fourth quarter, and then we let them get a garbage time, Teddy. Uh, Is that your oddly specific prediction, or are you just adding? No, no, I'm just adding more details to my score prediction. And then my eyes for Oddly specific prediction is people I don't want to hear about Josh's numbers the last two weeks. Josh gets up for big games. Uh, you know, nothing can stop him. He's all the way up, as some would say. And so my specific prediction is going to be Josh goes for over 275 or more and digs out of after kind of being in hibernation second half of the year, goes for eight receptions, at least eight receptions, at least 100 yards. You're not just going full in on the Josh Allen ties the all-time touchdown record with 14 touchdowns. I, I, you know, I'd be, I'll be so happy if it happens, but I just can't sign off on that one. Gonna be a hell of a game, Mike. Gonna be a hell of a game. Mm -hmm. All right, Mike. My other game I have for Week 18: Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers. Chicago, I believe, is eliminated from the playoffs. I don't think there's any way they make it in. Or maybe there's like a small, tiny, little, minuscule baby chance or something. But when I was looking at playoff scenarios, I couldn't find anyone writing that there was a way for Chicago to sneak in. Yeah, I think the uh, maybe the Packers win on Monday on Sunday Night Football kind of ended that. I think. Okay, just yeah. wanna let me see here. Maybe Chicago wins. Yeah, there's I I can't really find a way to do it. I was I was trying I was trying my heart out to get you in there, Chicago, but I I think you you're officially eliminated. So. Chicago doesn't really have anything to pay, play for. Line right now, Packers minus three, over under 44 and a half. Vegas and I are of the same mind on this. I, d I don't think Chicago is just going, going down soft. I think that they're going to try to win this game. Going down hard. Hard. Both of these teams had really strong runs recently, if you omit the Packers' weird Panthers game a couple weeks ago, where the Panthers scored 30 points. Chicago saved their coach's job. And potentially save Justin Fields' job. I think that this week, really, this is part of the reason this game's so intriguing. I think that this game is the most single game sample that has ever determined a quarterback's future. 
Chicago looks good and wins or looks good and narrowly loses, I think Fields is the guy next year in Chicago still. Chicago looks bad. I think that they take someone with the number one overall pick. You think they take someone with that pick? I think that it's all determined on this game. Oh, okay. Like, I, I, I really think that, like, it's there's, like, one game to tilt the scales here mm-hmm. on on little Justin Fields. Um, Green Bay needs to win this game or have, like, a bunch of other stuff to happen to make the playoffs. So it is a need to win for Green Bay. And really, like, at its court, like, Chicago just doesn't have an incentive to lose this game. Like, the difference will probably be a couple of picks that they'll fall in the draft if they win. But they have the number one overall pick. They, like, it's, they have the money in the bank. They gave away their second rounder, so, like, you could even make a case that it makes sense for them to win because they're not going to devalue their number one overall pick by winning, but they will devalue their second rounder that's going to the commanders. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think this one could be intriguing. I think that that three-point spread is really good. Also, worth noting, this is like an Aaron Rodgers thing. The Bears haven't beat Green Bay for nine straight games. Green Bay's won nine straight over the Bears. Wow. And 14 of their last 15. Bears can break that streak. Mm-hmm. They can stop Aaron Rodgers from talking about it. Smoke and Jay snuck one in there, right? I don't know. I'd, I I'd have to go back and check what the, the win was. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, week one, it was total like blowout by Packers. Chicago, especially, is playing like a much different team now. Fields Both sides of the ball. Good defense and yes. good offense. Their expensive defense got clicking. The Montez sweat trade worked out, as you mentioned, the last couple of weeks. Jordan Love's coming off that big game, but I just... I don't put stock in this narrative that uh, if the Vikings had Kirk Cousins, they'd been a playoff team. Yeah, Is that just... Thank you. I'm not buying into that narrative. I don't like... It just it doesn't track for me, so I'm not putting a super like large amount of stock. Uh, was is this game in Chicago or in Green Bay? It is in Green Bay. Mm. At good old Lambeau, the yeah, good old Soldier. You know these are the two oldest stadiums in the league. That just occurred to me. Oh yeah, or maybe Arrowhead. They, Arrowhead's in there somewhere. Justin Fields might get a statue if he breaks the losing streak to the Packers, and not only that, does it in Lambeau. He'll be a legend. Who? Who is name a Bears quarterback worth a statue? So prior to Jay Cutler, who's statistically the best Bears quarterback, yeah. and you could I think you can fact check that. I'm pretty sure. I'm like it's a fact. That's a fact. Take that for data. Um, the last one that people talk about was like Jim McMahon, and that's just because he won a Super Bowl by throwing I think like five times a game for 50 yards or something. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, I just pulled up a list of the five best quarterbacks in Bears history. Mm-hmm. Number one is Sid Luckman, who played from 1939 to 1950. Number two is Jay Cutler. I was a Jay Cutler guy. Yeah. You don't like here's 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 a good stat, right? You don't want one of your top five players in franchise history to be more known for being a coach than a player, as is the case with Jim Harbaugh. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's where he played. <laughs> he had four seasons as a starter. Four. Yeah. And he's the fifth best quarterback in Bears history. Who was three and four? Who cares? Eric Kramer and Jim McMahon. Do you feel like yeah. you've learned anything today? 
Yeah, I'm just glad that the two quarterbacks I said were on the list. So. Ego boost for me. Yeah. Good job. You know Bears football. The Bears. It's like I go on your Tinder profile. I, I, know, I, I know. I guess two of the top five Bears quarterbacks of all time. I think saying that I'm really good with the Bears might be better for a grinder profile, yeah. but that's, that's just my opinion. All right, Mike, you got any final <laughs> thoughts on Chicago at Green Bay? No. You want to toss out another game then? You want to tell me about some football? I'm going to take a nap. You talk. I'm going to toss out Steelers at Ravens. You're going to toss those Steelers? <laughs> um, obviously, Steelers need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. It is a lot of people are like, ah, you know, Ravens resting all their starters, you know, so that's probably a pretty easy win for the Steelers. I don't think so. I'm a Tyler Huntley guy. <laughs> also, like, just given a game where you say the Ravens backups versus the Steelers starters, who are you taking? Still kind of like, like the Ravens backups. I mean, yeah. it's just a case to me. Not even like take Tyler Huntley out of the equation. It's just like, hey, you know what? The Ravens backups might just be better than the Steelers. Yeah. And it's not like it's going to be all 21 of the starters are going to rest. Like some of the ones who aren't as crucial will get some playing time. And uh, Tyler Huntley is, I was kidding. I'm not a Tyler Huntley guy, but a defense as good as the Ravens, like even if they have a chunk of backups in, like you said, I still like them. We're going to stop with the Mason Rudolph narrative. Like we're just going to cut that shit out hard and fast right now. That's my note on this too, is that I want Mason Rudolph to flop so badly. I have become the guy who roots against backup quarterbacks because I get so tired of the narratives immediately. Like people are like, oh my God, Mason Rudolph is so much better than Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Mason Rudolph has 18 touchdowns to 11 interceptions in his career. Like he almost has two interceptions for every three touchdowns. That's not a good ratio. No. He put up 34 against the Cincinnati defense that has like crumbled throughout the year. And he put up 30 against a Seattle uh, defense that has not been anything to write home about all year. You know, they were were the number one team in success rate in the first four weeks. And now they're in like the mid 20s. Yeah. Seattle defense, that is. And a big part of that Seattle game was Najee Harris finally having his first like good game in two years. No offense. Najee, uh, so I, I'm not putting a stock space in Rudolph thing. I totally think the backups for Baltimore can beat them. So Baltimore's plus four, or if you want to, so he's go plus 60 with the money line. I like both those. Plus 60? Mm-hmm. 160. Like you, you brought up that Cincinnati game. Mason Rudolph in that game threw two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Mason Rudolph has been in the league since 2020. Mike, how many other games does Mason Rudolph have with at least two touchdowns and zero interceptions? I'm going to say none. He has one against one. the Bengals in his rookie season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So fucking calm down with the Mason Rudolph's a good quarterback stuff, guys. Also, the over-under is 35 and a half. Bet the under. Bet the under. Like, the books aren't thinking like, oh, dealers are playing some backups on defense. Or Ravens are playing backups on defense. Steelers are going to, they're fucking going to be cooking on offense, baby. <laughs> like they're that's obviously not what they think unless they think the Ravens are going to put up like super low points but I just don't see it this is going to be like 2013 2017 I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout by the Ravens but I definitely like them 
for sure as hell like him to cover and really like them to win. A parlay of the Steelers Ravens under and the Falcons Saints under pays out at plus 245. Slam it. That's, that's, that's almost two and a half times your money. Yeah. Or two and a quarter times your money. You guys get what I mean. Whatever. I can send it. Okay, whatever. I'll put $600 on it. And then I'll be a millionaire. You want to talk Do you have it? any more games? No, I just had the I just had the two. I foolishly thought we were going to go long on other segments. Oh, you for who? Well, well, I got one. another one. Give me a Jags and Titans. Is that your other game? Is that what you're wow, talking? you really spoiled it. I couldn't get the chance to say it. <laughs> Jags at Titans. Jags got to win win the AFC South or you get in the playoffs. Is I think is there a scenario they can lose the AFC South though and still get in? Oh yeah, because that's how I have my playoffs working out. I'm a dumb dumb idiot. You are a dumb, stupid dumb man. Uh, Jags have now lost. Oh, they finally beat the Panthers. So I guess everything's right in the world. CJ Beathard uh, came in. Is there a way for the uh, for the Jags to lose and the and get the seventh seed? That silence you're hearing is Mike and I playing with the playoff machine. Okay, yeah, the Ravens have to win. Oh, okay, and that would put them in. Ravens, if Ravens and Texans win and the Jags lose. Okay, that's the the key there. So, okay. So they do have a path in. But, you know what they say, it's better just to do things that are in your control instead of having to hope on other teams to help you out. Is that what they say? It's a pretty wordy saying. It is a wordy saying. It's like your fucking sandcastle (laughs) metaphor. Yeah. My bad. I believe the... uh, yeah, T-Law's back this week, right? Well, he's questionable, but it sounds like he's yeah, trying to he, play. He's playing. Yeah. You're not okay. going to put C.J. Beathard under the microscope like this. Yeah. Even though Tennessee's going to be without Will Levis. He's, he's questionable right now, but I haven't heard any kind of positive update on him that he might be playing. Do you, like, start Malik Willis just to see what you have? Well, no, because if you're the stink, your only thought is I can still make the playoffs. Not well, the stink. What am I talking about? If you're, I, I, I got my, my blue-colored AFC South teams confused. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. Uh, no, I think that you think Will Levis is the quarterback of your future. I mean, uh, Vrabel fucking hates w- uh, uh, Malik Willis for some reason. Liberty yeah. Zone. He, like... When he initially got drafted, that caused a schism that it, that eventually led to Vrabel grabbing power and getting the GM fired. I, yeah, because I don't think he ever... It's not the kind of quarterback that fits what Vrabel wants to do. So it just didn't make sense right off the get-go. How bad was that quarterback draft? Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis. It was pretty brutal. Is that, People... is that Hinden Hooker? That draft is Hinden Hooker, too. No, nah, he, was, he was this year's draft, this past year's. So he's a rookie? No, Hinden Hooker's not a rookie. No, he's a rookie, brother. He's not a hookie. He's a he's a hookie rookie. Uh, drafted in 2022. Huh. Yeah, nah, he's, he's drafted this year. You're right. I was just lying. I, thought. I was lying so that you would think I was smart. At a good old Tennessee. He's a volunteer. What a stupid mascot. Anyway. A stupid mascot. Especially when you think Peyton Manning went there. Like, what the fuck has Peyton Manning ever volunteered to do? I got nothing funny for yeah, that. Sorry. I'm <laughs> waiting for the joke. You know where CJ Beathard went to school? No, oh no, I don't. You gonna take a guess? Pac ten, not Pac ten. Sorry, Big Twelve. Big Twelve. C.J. Beathard went 
or Big Ten, one of the two for sure. I'm gonna say like Iowa State. So close. What? Iowa. Iowa's in the Big Ten, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, said, like Big, I said 12 Big Ten first. Yeah. Huh, Big Ten. Yeah. It's the same conference. Well. How That's could it be not... different, Mike? It's very How different. Could... <laughs> one of them's ten. One of them's twelve. They're both big. Even though I think this. Both you know what? College. You can start bitching about the transfer portal and about NIL money just as soon as you figure out your fucking division names. Yeah, because the Big Ten is more than 10. It's totally overloaded, I think. Yeah. The Big 12 is below 12. The Pac-12 has like two teams that they have to figure out what the fuck they're going to do or four or something like that. The ACC is going to have Stanford. Is, it, is that where Stanford's going? I didn't think so. That's a rumor. That's the rumor ever they're going to head. Okay. But Stanford in the Atlantic Conference... Yeah, it makes no sense. Like they, the SEC and the Big Ten are becoming so powerful that the ACC is basically like, we'll take your scragglers. Hopefully they get good all of a sudden. <laughs> and why is there no Canadian conferences? Racist? I don't, I don't know how many people, I don't know how many kids in Canada grow up and want to go play football. Well, yeah, I mean, Canada doesn't even have colleges. <laughs> yeah be tough to recruit to canada i don't think you're gonna fly down to like the southern states or like the top like west coast southern top high school programs and be like you want to come to fucking vancouver (laughs) it's really beautiful eh? we can get you tickets to the hockey game yeah i really to get back to this game real quick i really want the titans to win i don't feel super confident in it but the jags have looked so bad that it's not out of the equation the line currently sits at three and a half. Yeah, Jags are seems, favored. This seems like one of those Mike Vrabel spoiler games that he loves to pull out. Right? He's just that kind of coach. Um, if, if we were, if we were, when we did our coach draft, did Vrabel go? Did you take Vrabel? Did I take Vrabel? Did one of us take Vrabel? Yeah, so I took Vrabel, and then a few That's weeks ago, thing. yeah, and then a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I've totally flipped. Vrabel's a great coach. Yeah. <laughs> this, this team just won't quit. They're, they're uh, overperforming. Over under 40 and a half. Once again, take the under. <laughs> Overperforming. Don't they have like five wins? <laughs> yeah. Five or six. Uh, five. Yeah, five wins. Five wins. <laughs> and they, they signed DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. Yeah. They're underperforming. But I still like Vrabel. I still think Vrabel's a good coach. Just a weird season. And they, have, they have a broke Derrick Henry and a rookie QB who came in in the middle of the season. I don't think it's... I think they're right on track, I guess. We'll I spent meet in the middle. so long heralding the downfall of Derrick Henry for only it to happen. And I was like, I'm kind of bummed about this. Yeah. It would have been nice if you had one of those, just everybody jump on my back. I'll get us there. Kind of yeah. years. Like I, I for years and years and years was like, Derrick Henry's going to fall off. No one can run this much and sustain. It's, you know, this is what we talk about when we talk positional value at running back, no matter mm-hmm. how good the running back is, it falls off before he's 30. There's no reason to give a running back a second contract. And then Derrick Henry started falling off. And I was like, oh, this sucks. When Derrick yeah, Henry like a bit of football. If Derrick Henry was still cooking and then they've had like Tajay Spears is kind of like that change of pace receiving back, like the the offense would open up. Like every other play would be Will Levis bombs to DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> it would be so much fun. But yeah. The glory that next year could bring us. Yeah, the glory. All right, Mike. Any any final thoughts on week eighteen? No, I think we covered like all the games that actually matter. Yeah, especially Falcon Saints. Yeah, outside of like seeding matchups. Here's here's the other thing. Really would be dope if Bill Belichick could just pull off the win straight up. 
That'd be fucking sick, Billy B. I mean, he gets the Jets at home. Yeah. Pretty good and chance. The Jets, the Jets are resting their starting quarterback. In fact, they have been since the second snap in the season. Yeah. <laughs> resting him for 2024, baby. Who the fuck is even playing quarterback for the Jets this week? It's either Zach Wilson or... Uh... Yeah, is it is it Simeon? Yeah, it's either Zach Wilson or, or the, the Simeon machine. Oh my god! Like, and the the Patriots defense has been so good. Yeah, Simeon, New England might win this game. Oh, the spread even flipped. It's New England minus two. If Vandal has a, a one and a half. <clears throat> oh come on, come on, New England, you can do it. Especially Over like the, you, that was this is the Bill Belichick hates this fucking team. Oh yeah. He's also he's owned this team throughout the years as well. He owned most of the AFC for about like <laughs> twelve or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so, from the years two thousand and one <laughs> until twenty nineteen, he owned the AFC. That is true. <clears throat> Lowest over under of the week in this game at thirty and a half. Thirty and a half, yeah. At the under. <laughs> at the under. <laughs> like we should we should do some kind of official thing here, right? Like if if this hits the over, should we see if we could kill a case of Paps Blue Ribbon while you're in town? I'm should talking. that be our, our recompense for this? It, it probably should. I'm trying to find any game this week where I'd be like, yeah, bet the under, and I don't think there is any. You mean bet the over? Or bet the over, sorry. Yeah, there. I don't see a single... I Actually, I take it back. I could see... Uh, I, I have one. Yeah, I have one, and it's Seahawks Cardinals could get wild. I was thinking just Dallas Commanders. Dallas might score 46 in that game. Oh, yeah. I could see that as well. A little self-cover. Yeah. <laughs> or... <laughs> Commies kick a field goal, help him out. Yeah. All right, Mike, any, any final thoughts here? Uh, Rams 49ers should be fun, despite the 49ers resting everyone. Sam Darnold, he's going to put up massive numbers and somehow get a contract to be a starting QB somewhere. Probably for the Rams. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, Mike, you got any plugs? Uh, yeah, on Saturday is going to be coming out this weekend. It's Basically, it's going to be all about the national championship and bets I like for that game. Washington first Michigan. Do we still doubt Washington? I just don't know anymore. They keep proving they keep proving the haters wrong. So got that coming up. And other than that, follow me at Town Alone Mike. Follow me at Town Alone Adam. Got the final team Town Alone of the season coming out. Got Basky on Saturday. I think we're gonna go a little weird with this one. Don't really have any ideas for hockey yet, but I got a weird basketball idea that you should definitely tune in for. Then uh, next Monday, Mike. We'll have an in-person Town Alone podcast with you coming to town for the uh, to go see a Blackhawks game. So we'll be we'll be talking week 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 eighteen recap, as well as a couple of couple of other off-season weird note little thingamajigs. If the Bills lose this weekend, I'm going to be very salty on that podcast. So no matter what team you're a fan of, I will somehow shit all over them. If if the Bills lose and the Commanders lose the second overall pick, it's going to be the darkest yeah. podcast in the history of this this website. Just going to be a big fuck you pod to everybody and everything. I like I might have to see if I can get the suicide hotline to sponsor our podcast <laughs> if that happens. With that Mike, uh, you got any you got any shoutouts this week? We're just going to bring it back to the OG, the man, the myth, the legend. He's Django. He is unchained. Big, big cock, cock box. box. Let's go.